0: to episode nine of on an unrelated note i am chris and alongside me as always is daniel how are
1: you hey yo (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll get into that later Um, (laughs) you know i uh i've been uh pressure washing uh the whole backside of my house um between getting off work and being here so i much prefer doing this Um, yeah that uh that sounds like fun I don't want to do that. Uh, What
0: what is fun, though, is uh, we actually have a a third person on here this week. Uh, We have uh, the the nicest person in all of Twitter. And I'm not just saying that. That's the truth. Uh, (laughs) Now you're being too nice to me. (laughs) uh, We've got Jay here, who is... uh, uh, our topic today is basically he's going to be our resident expert because
2: he's gonna outdo us completely oh my gosh so much pressure so much pressure <laughs> very uh, i welcome i welcome the pressure <laughs> that's good that's good i welcome it i welcome it
0: <laughs> so uh this actually this whole topic came up a couple of weeks ago because uh, here in kentucky about i don't know a year year and a half ago a sports radio show host along with al snow uh bought uh ovw wrestling And uh, it's up in Louisville, Kentucky, which is a little over an hour from here. So it's accessible if I want to go. But uh, Daniel and I were talking about it, and we reminisced a little on the the days when we watched a lot more wrestling. And Daniel said he's started watching uh, AEW. And uh, I thought, man, that'd be that'd be good to, to kind of get into. And I knew you were the perfect person for it because, like, a uh, uh, half your tweets are are easily about wrestling.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's too much. It's too much wrestling. It's too much wrestling. <laughs> too much wrestling but I, I I love wrestling. So like, I watch AEW, um, WWE. Um, I try to follow as much as I can, but I, you know, the the, the product is. You know, three hours of wrestling in a, in a single night is too much for me. You know, I, I, yeah, that is a lot. I, I can't, I can't do it. Like, you know, I feel like I feel like Raw is um some kind of like bizarre torture device. You know, that, that is designed <laughs> to extract something from us. I, I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I like it, but I can find good in any wrestling. So, you know, that's good. That's why I'm here to talk about it. So, um, so (laughs) as
0: far as that goes, uh, what, uh, like, have you been like a lifelong wrestling fan or like, was it a certain moment when you were like, Oh, I'm kind of switching over to this or
2: no. uh, yeah, absolutely. So I've been watching probably since I was, five or six, like a lot of people. I was always waking up on Saturday mornings, you know, eating cereal, waiting for wrestling, wrestling <laughs> to come on. And usually for me, it was WWF at the time. It was, it was like, I was waiting for superstars, you know, yeah. you're waiting for superstars to come on. And, and, you know, I'm watching squash match after squash match after squash match, you know, my, my local plumber's getting just destroyed. You know, the local carpenters getting destroyed, you know, everything's, everybody's getting destroyed. So, it's um yeah, I've been doing it. I've been why wa- I've been watching for a long, long time.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Daniel, I, I know a little bit better on yours. You're uh, pretty much lifelong, too, aren't you?
1: Yeah, with a huge gap in between, I would say <laughs> the primary years of my wrestling fandom. Uh, went from, uh, 1990 to 97 ish. Um, my first, uh, memory of watching wrestling was actually a pretty pivotal moment. Uh, it was the, uh, the, what led to the breakup of the rockers, uh, which led to Shawn Michaels having a, an incredibly successful solo career. So that was you know, quite a way to start, um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I got burnt out in about 97 and had a lot of trouble following WWE, uh, you know, as as Jay mentioned, uh, for for years after that. And really, um, AEW is kind of the first thing that has made uh, wrestling fun again for me. I discovered it, I don't know, six months to a year ago, and uh, have really gotten back in it, try to watch a little WWE, um, and then have gotten into some of the um, you know, the smaller promotions, the international promotions, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is really fun. Uh, there are a couple others out there. Um, so I'd like to give it a shot now. Wrestling is more accessible than ever. And um, I'd like to embrace something after not paying any attention for 25 years.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you had lapsed for a little bit. Like I would be remiss if I didn't admit that. There were times that I had lapsed myself, you know, after like the 2000 era, once WCW had collapsed, basically collapsed, you know, or WWE bought them out, collapsed, whatever. Um, uh, I kind of lost faith in wrestling. Uh, Strangely, it was my youngest daughter who started watching again that kind of got me back into it. And one guy I will talk about a lot and you'll, (laughs) you know, the more you talk to me as I will talk about Brian Danielson a lot. Because my daughter, when she was about five or six years old, took a liking to at the time Daniel Bryan in right. WWE, and she was just her room was littered with posters, <laughs> and she had other posters. She had shirts. She had she had she had nothing in her life but Daniel Bryan. And <laughs> I was like, well, I got to watch this again because you know I I had kind of started to wane in the early 2000s. You know, John Cena, and you know it was yes. it wasn't really my thing anymore, and and in a way my daughter really kind of got me watching it again and then also in a way Daniel Bryan got me watching wrestling <laughs> again so you know I love Daniel Bryan I love still I still love what he's doing now you know AW I I, I will defend that man too some of my best moments are with my daughter in moments live with Bryan so oh, awesome. you know you know so like um I'll give you an example um so I was at the Raw live where uh, he was considering retirement the first time. And then everybody thought he was going to announce his retirement. And then he didn't announce his retirement that he was going to be in the Royal rumble. And I had my daughter with me and she literally cried next to me. And she said, this is the greatest night of my life. Like <laughs> She thought it was the greatest night of her life. And, you know, I, 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 if I, if I ever get a chance to meet that man, I'd probably shake his hand and say, thank you for giving my daughter all these great memories. Cause you yeah. know, it's amazing. So
0: that's, that's an awesome connection just in general to have. Yeah. I, 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 that that makes i guess that makes the wrestling even better at that point
2: <laughs> 100% 100% 100% uh, i uh
0: i don't have anything quite that exciting but um <laughs> I, it was definitely right around the the John Cena era for me when i kind of backed off i um i i went like definitely as a kid was watching it all the time and went up through probably that era i saw a little bit of it just because i was I believe I was dating my wife at the time and her brothers uh, were younger and they loved, loved wrestling at the time. So uh, on occasion, I would watch it with them. And honestly, that's the only reason I know most of the guys from that time. Um, Okay. And, you know, and and of course, OVW, uh, which I said, piqued my interest again. um, I mean, that's where a lot of those guys kind of came up. Uh, John Cena in particular, I know came up through OVW. So, uh,
2: Brock Lesnar, Batista, yeah, all those. Yeah.
0: Guys. yeah. Wow. Um, and then, I guess, in the same vein, uh, Jay, I'll, I'll stay with you here. Uh, do you have a, a favorite era, like of all the eras
2: you've watched? Um, well, so if you would have forced me to choose, <laughs> so I found like when I was younger, like I romanticized wrestling. And then, you know, thankfully for the WWE network on Peacock, you know you know, hashtag ad. Um the uh, the I'm able to go back and watch stuff from when we were younger. Right. And I remember in the 90s, I, I, I thought that I was all about ECW. Right. I was just <laughs> like everything in ECW was amazing. And then you go back and watch it, you know, all these years later and you're like, most of it was. That good. Like it wasn't that good. I mean, there's a good match here and there. No, that's granted, you know, but there's there's a lot of problematic stuff on those shows that I probably shouldn't have been watching, you know, as a, <laughs> as a young person. And I I you know, I, I think that uh, there's two there's two um well, I'd say there's two eras that come to mind for me, and that was that around WrestleMania 30, I really like that Daniel Bryan era, um, where he won the title and kind of like the audience kind of willed that into. Into happening. Um, and right after that, I think it was like mid 2000, well, I want to say 2014, 2015, about five years ago, when New Japan was really, really hot when Kenny Omega was doing his thing and he was wrestling Okada. And by the way, I almost wore an Okada shirt on this pot on this thing tonight. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't, but you know, but uh but uh, I think new Japan in that time was really hitting on all cylinders. And I really loved that. And you know, I still love new Japan, but I really loved that at that time. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, always changing. The great thing about wrestling is it's always evolving. It's, it's yes. always evolving. My, my favorite thing might be something else two years from now versus what it was, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Long well, answer.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I like that. I, I, I'd much prefer that. <laughs> uh,
1: Daniel, uh, what, uh, what, what era sticks up for you? Um, you know, I mean, yeah, you all, you do always tend to have uh, a romanticized view of, you know, your childhood, everything you experienced seemed better than what it is currently. And so I do certainly have that. And especially since I've been kind of out of wrestling, um, you know, again, for 25 years, I don't have much of a frame of reference anyway. Um, so, you know, I do have to go kind of nineties, um, the, the attitude era of WWF, um, was certainly one of the most popular in general uh, for a lot of wrestling fans. Um, and you know, that was certainly, you know, late nineties, you had, um, you know, kind of the end of the, um, you know, the, the stars of the, the golden age, you had a new crop coming up, um, you know, with Steve Austin becoming stone cold, you know, you had the, uh, the rock, um, you also had the Monday night wars, you had, you know, the, the guys in your background, uh, NWO, um, coming up and then, and then, yeah, I was a huge ECW fan as well. Um, I, you know, sure, you know, I've, I've had the same experience as Jay with um, going back and saying, well, yeah, you know, there, there were some some things on there that, you know, I, I must have just glossed over and, you know, not every match was great, but when they were on, they were really on. You know, certain eras of WWF, WWE just seemed so watered down. And ECW was coming out, you know, rarely do you have an independent promotion like that make such a name for themselves. And they really did it. So with kind of the three big promotions at the time before they all got swallowed up into one, you know, you had WWF, WCW, and ECW all at the same time, all firing on all cylinders, I'd say circa. You know, 90, 96, 97, 98. Um, you know, even though that's kind of when I got out of wrestling, that was, you know, in retrospect, about the best that the, the entire profession, you know,
2: was all, all at once. I mean, definitively it was. I mean, at the time, I mean, the one I always point to is wrestling was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. I yeah. mean, <laughs> wrestling <laughs> was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, you know, not an Oscar winning movie not <laughs> not some television series that's winning like 13 emmys wrestling was on the cover of entertainment Weekly, which was insane at the time which yep. is still which which is still insane to me so yep.
1: they demanded attention i mean they're there yeah absolutely mainstream media had no choice but to cover it was <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty awesome i um I, I know like it,
0: it's definitely that like mid nineties to, to late nineties for me. And it's not just because that's kind of where I started to wane, but, uh, I, I went, uh, I had two moments that were kind of big moments for me. Uh, WWF seemed to come here a lot more than WCW. And I'm not sure why that is, but, uh, WWF did a lot of weeknight shows, and I'll never forget the first time it was actually on my birthday. Uh, I saw uh, the the Undertaker's entrance live for the first time, and I remember just being like, my mind was blown. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing, especially because sure. I mean you know I was I was a teenager, but I couldn't say exactly how old.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, and then probably the next for me, I, I remember the year on this one uh, in '98 in Louisville. Actually, uh, there's a venue called Freedom Hall there, and um, the Wolfpack NWO was at that one. And I remember that because I bought that shirt as we left. <laughs> nice, but nice. Uh, that was uh, that was probably the defining moment for me. Like that whole night, just the probably some of my favorite matches I've ever watched. And I'm not even sure, like looking back, if they were that good. I just think it was that like that moment was just uh, it was just the best, <laughs> um, and like of course with the NWO there were some uh, there were some crazy storylines and I know you still are uh, some crazy storylines. Uh, do you have mm-hmm. any specifically, Jay, that that stick out to you as like some of the greatest storylines?
3: Uh,
0: well, well, I Russia?
2: still I still think I still think that the Daniel Bryan storyline walking up to wrestlemania 30 was i was at the last raw live before wrestlemania and it was literally pandemonium like (laughs) when triple h and stephanie come out there and they say daniel bryan's not going to be here tonight we don't care about daniel bryan we know you want to see him he's not going to be here they close the show he clears the ring i thought like people in my (laughs) section were going to like tear up chairs and like throw (laughs) stuff like people were like losing their minds like you know like it looked like that era where, like, the Beatles first came to America—that type of thing. Like, people were like losing their minds. Like, it was—it was just pandemonium. It was crazy. I—I I never seen like people just get so like just worked up about something in their life. And I—and I've watched a lot of wrestling. I've been to WrestleMania. I've been to tons of Raws. I've been to Nitro. I saw. I was at Starcade '97. I watched Sting beat Hogan. You know, the height of the. Oh, awesome. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you know, but, uh, I, have been to a lot of things. I've seen a lot of moments in wrestling. Um, I, I would say that was one of the moments that I literally felt a building shake. Like <laughs> I, I was like, Whoa, this is like something else. This is, this is, this is, this is something weird. I mean, I've been around to see like back in the Hulk Hogan, you know, say your prayers and, you know, take your vitamins <laughs> days. And I, I seen it and people loved it. Ultimate warrior, you know, when I was a child loved it, you know, but this was something different. Like it just like, And I think it was like a combination of the person plus the combination of we were starting to get to that era. If you think about it, it's what it's been eight years now, eight eight years um, that people were really starting to kind of rebel against the WWE creative process of like, you know, Vince McMahon has always notoriously said that the audience he knows what the audience wants. He doesn't need to be told what the audience wants. He knows what the audience wants. He's going to give it to you and you're you're going to, you know, you're going to like what he gives you because he knows what you want. (laughs) He said that. I mean, those are his words. I'm not making that up. He said that. So um, he, I think that it's the rebellion of like, it's hard to tell a whole group of people like, no, this is what you want. You know, at the time, if you think about that (laughs) event, WrestleMania 30, the people, they were saying, Oh, this is what you want. You guys want Triple H and Randy Orton for the 317th time, and they were like, "No, we don't. We don't want that. That's not. That's not what we. That's not what we want. We want this guy that's like barely not even six feet tall, you know, and looks like you know, like you know, looks like your Uncle Greg." you know, who's like hung out on the couch too much, you know, in your basement. And he, he like, he has weird theories about like, you know, the universe or whatever, you know, <laughs> that he comes and he like knees people in the face, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's great. People love him, you know, and people still love him, you know, in AEW, people still love him, you know, they still love him now. It was probably the single most moment that I, that I can remember. Um, I would say second close was um in, My senior year of high school, I lied to my parents and I and I snuck out of the house and I saw ECW when they were on on their tour, their Mid Atlantic tour in Washington, DC. And that was the first time I knew that this was this was unhinged. It It shouldn't be on television. Like the fact that they were on TNN at the time was just like baffling to me. It was just like was just like was just like was just insane to me at the time. It was just like Would you like to see guys get hit with stop signs in the head live on TNN for two hours? It was pretty crazy. It was crazy crazy that they had a deal. Like they had even a television. That's That's like the three of us getting together and be like, let's get with our buddies together and hit each other with like crutches and canes. And like, occasionally we're going to have one athletic guy that can throw a pile driver, you know, like like, put us on TNN, you know, that's (laughs) awesome. and that was unhinged. They let us bring the, the lady behind me brought a road sign into the what? building like, from the, like the thing, like they were just handing road signs. Like I watched Masato Tanaka get hit with a crutch from a lady that oh, was Lord. literally on crutches. It wasn't like a prop. they like, some, somebody was like, have my crutch. I broke my ankle. Oh, six weeks that's ago. excellent I don't understand how that was on television every week, but it was cool no anyway, joke. I guess. I don't know. You know, cool i i dug it at the time i was 16 17 oh yeah
0: that's exciting
2: (laughs) i loved it i loved it i
0: loved it oh that's good stuff yeah Yeah, i'm disappointed i never saw them
2: live (laughs) i know it's crazy it's insane but it was but again back to my original point is like they were giving they were giving people and similar to the to the daniel bryan thing they were giving people what they wanted like they were giving people what they wanted. They were listening to their audience. Paul Heyman was doing a good job of listening to his audience of giving them what they wanted. And even if on a given night, you weren't going to get what you asked for, <laughs> you trusted him of where he was going. Like yeah. you, you trusted where he was going. Like, that's what you see with WWE these days. Is nobody trusts where it's going. No, most people don't trust where it's going. They, they, <laughs> where, where are we going now? I, I don't know. You know, like I ask you for something, you give it to me. Like uh, Big E is WWE champion. Okay, you give it to me. I ask for it. You give it to me, and then it's terrible. You book it terribly. It's terrible. You know? yeah. and I'm like, and it feels like it feels like my dad. Like at dinner time, I come home like I was an elementary school kid, and I say, Dad, I want something sweet for dinner. He's like, Well, you know, I can put sugar on this chicken liver. And you're like, Okay, well, I regret asking for that. I will never ask for anything sweet again in my life. You know, like get you get you kind of like you know gun shy. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, oh, i told funny. you i got a lot of stories
0: no i like it that's that's good <laughs> that's I'm, I'm just glad you've gotten to so many like live events that uh like oh, i can't even yeah. imagine ECW. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it was it was a little bit insane and like and like daniel pointed out earlier there was some of it that was literally like you look back on now and you go that guy how much <laughs> wrestling training did they have <laughs> Yeah. did the did let's just let's just name names did the Sandman know he was at a wrestling event did he know they were like show up and drink some beers and hit a guy with a cane and yeah it's wrestling I don't think they told him it was wrestling I think he was just going out there just going full on he was just like doing it to do it. he was just hitting guys guys were like it's supposed to be stop hitting me so hard and he's just wearing them out and he's just half drunk and eating and making himself bleed and like I don't know that was that was. I used to have an uncle that was exactly like that. I just. I always said the Sandman had big uncle energy, like just straight up uncle, just straight uncle energy. Just came out inebriated, talking about weird stuff, beat up your neighbor, like you know, you know, that guy was just crazy. Like, is he a wrestler? Who knows? He comes out wearing zubas and just beats the crap out of people. You know, like.
1: <laughs> and ecw lent itself to you know backyard wrestling dvds and like it got oh, even yeah. crazier after that like you thought ecw was unhinged and like the <laughs> wrestlers you know they hadn't actually gone to a legit wrestling school and you know there's somebody pulled out of the crowd or whatever it only <laughs> got worse from there
2: <laughs> well yeah and also you can make you can actually bridge the gap i mean things we're talking about tonight we're talking about you coming back to wrestling with aew i mean yeah. There are a lot of guys that watched the era of ECW and were wrestling in their backyards, the young bucks to be precise and, and, and teaching themselves and then basically being self-starting entrepreneurs. Hey, we're going to teach ourselves this business. We're going to do it in our backyard. We're going to teach ourselves. And, you know, I mean, were they wrong? I don't know. I mean, they're probably an exception to the rule, but they're not necessarily (laughs) wrong. I mean, they're on television every week. I can't tell them they're (laughs) wrong. I mean, the Sandman was on television every week. I bring that up. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not on TV every week.
3: <laughs> so,
0: you know, it's funny, uh, even outside of like the televised stuff uh, we have or had, I don't know if it still happens anymore. There's a, there's a town about an hour from here where it was just amateur wrestling, but those matches would very often by the end get completely out of hand. And uh, the one I remember the most, the a guy came up and threw powder and somebody in the crowd didn't like it. And dude jumps out of his chair into the ring, like just a dude in the audience and then chairs start flying. And I was like, I'm done, I'm out. like. <laughs> I mean, people were going, I, I am
2: nuts. nuts. Local <laughs> shows are on, local shows are unhinged. I've been to so <laughs> many local shows. Local shows are unhinged. People, and the guys that come there to do signings and stuff, like, I've been to so many signings, like, of local shows where, like, people that were relatively big at one point do these signings, like, Oh, I saw, I saw Brett Hart at a signing, what? like at a local indie <laughs> show. And like, people were just asking him like the, the weirdest questions. Like what's your favorite food in front of me? Like one lady was like, do you like lasagna? You know, like, and, and he's just like, and I never forget. He's just like, I'm just here to get paid. I'm just, just sign up photos and just leave me alone. <laughs> like I, I, I went to, I went to an indie show where, where like every local person was so crazy. Like Lita was there and she has, um she has a dog she travels with. She, she loves her dog. So she's, I've seen her multiple times. She has a dog that she travels with. She loves her dog. And, uh, and people, and she's like, my dog's going to be in the photo. And these people are like, I don't care. It's a picture with Lita. I loved her in six you know, or whatever. And it's like, it's just you in a picture. It's like you and Lita and a dog, like a Pomeranian. That's what it is. You know, you just got to deal with it, you know? you know that's amazing yeah i mean i i mean most of the interactions are like that i i once met um i once met i would say my most endearing meet and greet at an indie show was i met ron simmons oh wow and um i found him to be the nicest man of all time you know like um he i just thought that he was just sincere talked to me for like 15 minutes like just nicest guy super nice, super nice guy. Like I actually wanted to talk to him about being the first African-American champion in WCW. And he was really intrigued by that. And I was like, Hey, I remember that match. I remember where I was. I was a child and like, I was this age and he got a really big kick out of that. And he was like, Oh, how young were you? You can't remember that match. And I was like, yeah, you won the title from, from Vader at the time. And he was like, wow, you remember that? And I was like, oh i can do you one better you beat him with a power slam and like and he's like wow okay you really watched that match like, <laughs> you know like i was like yeah man i was, you know, I remember the match you know it, it's it's uh those those local shows can be uh they can be also they can be a blessing and a, and a curse sometimes you know i don't you know <laughs> who knows who knows who knows you're gonna see i watched i watched like bob holly like almost get into it with a local one night <laughs> like you know like, i mean um. it's happens, you know, it just happens. It's wrestling. It's, it's, it's wrestling. It's one, I mean, in some ways, besides the stuff on television, it's one step above the circus. I mean, let's be, be real here, you know, <laughs> be real,
0: you know? So since, since you mentioned meeting these people, um, that, that's something that I was going to ask anyway. Um, yeah. And since you've met enough people, you might actually have a good answer for this. Okay. Um, I was kind of curious just because I've had two interactions in the same event that were weird, like who would you say would be like the nicest person at that end of the spectrum versus the worst person to meet?
2: Uh, Oh my goodness. Um, so, uh, I think that he's one of the greatest of all time, but I thought, I thought, uh, Bret Hart is very cantankerous in his old age. (laughs) Um, he's very, he's very cantankerous. He is one of the best ever, as far as how he stood for his own, like he has integrity. He, he believes in what he says. He, I think time has shown and his writing and, the tales that have been told about him is that he's an upstanding person. Um, but he is he's he's very cantankerous in his old age. Um, <laughs> he does not have time for much. He does not. He's if he smiles in your photo. Good luck. You know, like <laughs> good luck. You know, so a couple of the ones like Ron Simmons, I've had a good inexperience with um, my daughter. Um, this was about six or seven years ago. My daughter got a chance to meet Matt Hardy. Holy and uh he took a ton of photos with her like he he spent a lot of time with her when she was very small and That's like awesome. we have fo- we have photos with like her in wrestling holds with matt hardy like <laughs> like she he put her in a headlock and everything like and i was like you know i'm her dad so i'm over there like choke her out you know like <laughs> you know like like show her out you know, like give her the twist of fate you know like you know like, like, like hit her tell her to sell the move you know like you know I'm over 16. there like that. But yeah, I've, uh, I've done that one. And I was, I was just at the AEW uh, uh, fan fest last weekend. Oh um, yeah. I saw that. I was just there. I was just there. Um, and I got a chance to, uh, the thing that really made a impression on me is I got to meet the, I got to do photos with the dark order
1: and oh, I cool. got
2: to meet, um, which was really, really, uh, you know, a really big thing was I got to meet negative one and take photos with negative one, you know, awesome. Brody <laughs> Lee, RIP, you know, his son, you know, who, you know, is training to be a wrestler and, I don't know. That kid, I you know, it's like training a kid to be like from like 11 years old to be a professional wrestler, you know. We're gonna see it's like throwing <laughs> a professional wrestler in a in a in a in a tank. So you know, <laughs> he'll probably be the best wrestler of all time by the time they're done. It's like you yeah. know, a weird experiment. But yeah, he's it was great. I got to meet the dark order and stuff like that. And that was that was cool, you know. It's it's it was it was a little bit hectic there last weekend, but it was, yeah, it, was sure. it was really neat. yeah. I, they didn't plan it, they didn't do a lot of good planning, but that that was also very <laughs> That was also very, but yeah, Bret Hart stand, Bret Hart, Bret Hart at the bottom. No offense to Bret, love Bret, <laughs> Bret Hart at the bottom. Um, You know, I would say up at the top, Ron Simmons for me, Um, you know, Matt Hardy, super good. That's you know, awesome. I, no no problem. Oh, also the other one that I really love that something about the infectious energy, but this is how he makes his money anyway, is DDP. I got a chance to meet DDP and that was ah. cool. so DDP so, was cool, but you know, he's selling yeah. yoga, he's selling yoga videos. So, yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's and, funny though. Uh, yeah, that's uh that was actually my like nicest interaction i've ever had really uh and we have a comic-con here and uh you had it was funny you had the back wall was like i mean like these huge celebrities not just wrestlers like uh walter goggins was back there and, oh nice uh, Elijah Dushku, or however you say her yeah. name and uh yeah uh karen uh uh, I never know how to say her last name, Jillian Gillian. Gillian. Uh, that's yeah, a, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Barmanji's. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like you know, all these huge celebrities, and then there's these tiny row booths on the left side, and it's him and Tiny Catane, or however you say her name, uh, yeah. right beside each other, and I, that made me laugh. But. There was nobody at his booth, so it was really? for the yoga, actually. Oh, um, okay. Well, you know, they're scared of the up, yoga, yeah. you know. Um. I, I just went up and, like, just, yeah, like you said, just such a nice guy. Like, yes.
2: One yeah. of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <he's, laughs> his energy is infectious, you know. And, you <laughs> yes. know, I don't I don't mean to harp on this subject, but, like, I, I always say that DDP, when they inducted him into the WWE Hall of Fame, um, he gets an extra... Medal in my book because you know he saved two other wrestling lives and Jake the Snake Roberts and he elongated Scott Hall R.I.P. Scott yeah. Hall's life by ten years by a good ten years you know man, and man, Scott would crazy, Scott yeah. would tell you that himself you know and you know he gave us Scott Hall for another ten years that Scott Hall would have never made that iconic speech well, that's awesome. at at the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for Diamond Dallas Page I don't Diamond think I Dallas Page that. Said, so that's awesome. yeah, yeah Diamond Dallas Page brought him into his home. He lived with Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, wow. Diamond Dallas Page pretty much saved his life. That's pretty and, awesome. And, you know, I, I I'll never, you know, and and the work that Diamond Dallas Page has done with uh, McFoley, you know, he helped McFoley drop a bunch of weight in the last couple of years, you know, helped McFoley with his health. He's helping Steve Austin right now. Anything that Steve Austin does at this WrestleMania will be the work he's doing with DDP right now. <laughs> so that's you know, DDP keeps giving to the wrestling business. He doesn't have to yeah. wrestle to keep giving to the wrestling business. He's improving wrestling wrestlers' lives long term. So, so
0: I, I have to laugh. I feel like you're intentionally leading me into these things. Oh, but, I'm trying. Uh, I'm, trying. The, I'm trying. the The worst interaction, and it's not that he was like a terrible person, but Mick Foley is by far the worst really? interaction. Oh my gosh! Really? It was like. It was like I ran into some homeless guy who's just like mumbling (laughs) around like and I know that was kind of his persona.
3: Sure, sure.
0: He seriously spent half the time because Henry Winkler was actually at the booth right beside us. So uh, he he spent half the time talking to Henry Winkler about the prescriptions his doctor had put him on the week before. And I was like, can I talk to you at all?
2: Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) What year was this?
0: Oh, it's not been that long. Uh, Probably five years ago.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> he's, um, I know that since then, it's probably been about that time he dropped a bunch of weight a couple of years ago. He got with D oh, yeah, and he's been dropping a bunch of weight and so, stuff. I mean, his health is always, we've all been watching since the nineties. Mick Foley's <laughs> health is always going to be a nightmare. I mean, that's, yes. that's you know, I mean, Amazing. I mean the guy, the guy did stuff that like, again, like no people, no normal person should do, you know, yeah, 100%. I mean, He's probably he's probably thrown himself off the equivalent of like a forty foot a forty story skyscraper, you know, like <laughs> I know the equivalent, you know, it, 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 you know, I I, every every year that uh, he gave us is probably five years off his life, you know, that's like, yeah. yeah, and we cheered it all, we cheered there it we all, hundred percent. He <laughs> was mean, one of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, everybody remembers. I mean, we're all watching in the '90s. We all remember that Royal Rumble where The Rock frigging handcuffs his hands behind his back and beats him stencils with a chair hits him like 35 <laughs> times or whatever like that you know right in the head and we're all like
3: yeah you know?
2: and meanwhile his family's like crying in the front yes. row and we're like and we're over there like roman coliseum style like more blood you know like you know and his poor children are crying and like you know, gosh you know again he's lucky to be around you know any of these guys they're lucky they're real lucky i you know they're they're cool. yeah but that's that's, terrible. that's 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 awful that you had a bad interaction. Oh, yeah. it that's, made me that sad
0: sucks. that sucks uh, Daniel you had any any interactions I don't think I've ever asked you that question before
1: yeah well I I really haven't I you know I've, you know you've met the ones you have at uh at comic cons and stuff I've never been to one of those I've been to one live uh major live wrestling event I went to a WWF taping in like 94 uh didn't meet anybody uh but I was ringside so that's cool um but uh so yeah, the only actual wrestler I ever met uh, was long after his, his prime. Um, but uh, you know, again, at an indie show, uh, because he was local to where we live in Kentucky was uh, Handsome Jimmy Valiant. Um, oh, and uh, he nice. was, uh, you know, super nice guy. Um, yeah. It's a, it's it's kind of a random pool. I've met him in a convenience store of all places. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, though. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a fun wrestle too, but uh, um, no, but uh, it, Actually, it's kind of warmed my heart to hear, um, you know, the interactions that you guys have mentioned with DDP because, you know, the, the way that Chris, the way you framed the question to me was, you know, who, who might be the nicest or, you know, who would I imagine? Yeah. And, and DDP was my pick Um, primarily because of all the work that he's done, all the the other wrestlers he's helped their DDP yoga and how passionate he seems about it. I've seen, you know, a lot of videos covering that subject. Um, and so, yeah, I was going to pick him, um, you know, and never actually met him, but it's nice to hear that that holds up, uh, for the experience of people who actually have met him. Yeah. And, and the sad part too, is like
0: Jay mentioned, uh, him helping add years to lives. Like I do feel like that era of wrestling was fun, but I, th- there was a huge cost to that <laughs> era of wrestling too. Like, I feel like there were mm-hmm. just no protocols. Like obviously steroid use was heavy. And I mean, like, I, well, you know, take uh, Scott Hall for that yep. example. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's so crazy to think, cause I was thinking about this today just how many wrestlers from that era are just gone. It's
2: like, yep. Gosh. Yep. Yep. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of, um, if you think about it, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, protections for them. Like they're not, when they're in that moment, it's kind of like just go, go, go. Oh, and yeah. the company's telling them like, you know, sacrifice your body. Now I think guys of the current era are a little bit more attuned to that, you know, I mean, I think you started to see a change in the late like aughts, if you want to say it, like 2007, 2008, leading up to the early 2010s of guys like you want to put out like Daniel Bryan retiring at the time, um, Edge retiring at the time and prioritizing their health over, hey, we just can't do this, you know, anymore right now. And of course, with time, with modern medicine, then they were able to come back. You know, um, there was a... um, there was a radio interview the other day and uh, and lord forbid i'm not going to cite the source but um um there was a it was a radio interview with uh with with brian the other day where he talked about changing his style to elongate his wrestling career mm-hmm. and about how he's not taking as many high spots anymore no more diving headbutts not as many dives out of the ring he's he's changing his style to as a more grounded style but a more brutal style and how it How you view it in the ring, so he can elongate his career if he wants to do this longer. Now he did say after this AEW contract that he has, maybe he just wants to hang out with his kids, and his son wants to do sports and stuff like that, and he wants to be able to like just do that. But at least if he still wants to do this, he still has his health, and he's not killing himself. I mean, he looks like he's killing himself, and every his (laughs) style is way more grounded now. It's way more. It's just way more. It fits his age, you know, and 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 more guys are getting. I think getting a little bit smarter, get, getting smarter. Than that there's still brutality. There's still matches that are still. There's still brutal. There's still brutal stuff from time to time. But there's a lot of guys that you're not going to see the Terry Funk's anymore. You know the Mick. Fo- you don't see it very often. I mean, you you uh, you have a few. You know, Nick Gage comes to mind. GCW, you know the guy that AEW yeah. ran with. You know, Nick Gage comes to mind. He is a he is literally like a, a cowboy in an era of no cowboys, you know? And, you know, there's not, there's not many like him anymore. Like that, those, those type of guys don't, really exist that are like i'll stab you in the head with a fork for real you know like those guys don't really exist they don't hardly exist anymore the fact that nick gage was on aw television was just like a miracle (laughs) in its own right i'm like we put this guy on tv man oh i'm like holy crap i could be on tv next week like i don't know like i don't know but yeah i did not take anything from nick gage because i think he's a talented guy in his own right but you know, it, it's, 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 it's definitely a different era now. I mean, they're like, again, they're still brutality. I mean, WWE, I mean, if you think about WWE, they don't even, they don't even do blading anymore. They don't even do blood anymore. You know, that was one of the things that uh, Brian yeah. talked about recently is that he told Vince Man on his exit interview that he's like, Hey, I want to have blood in my matches. I want to, <laughs> I want to evoke that sense of carnage, if you will. And Vince told him, "I can't give that to you." Wow, he's like, "He's like, I can't get, I can't give that to you. I just can't." So if that's what you need, I can't give that to you.
0: I wonder if no. that was a crackdown outside of wrestling, or if that was just an internal decision to stop doing
2: that. I think it's, I think it's definitely a, a decision outside of wrestling. They have, they have advertisers and sponsors that 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 are yeah. not that not that aren't really keen to it. I mean, AEW is doing it. I mean, it seems like every week somebody like you know somebody breathes on somebody's face and like something is like there's just blood somewhere you know i mean i probably that's probably a little too much but you know there's there's a lot more there than yeah. there is you know but again it has its place in wrestling. Again, ECW, GCW. Some of that <laughs> stuff was just like, oh, every match, everybody's just bleeding oh, all over the 100%. place. It's just a nightmare. You're like, it doesn't mean <laughs> anything at that point in time, but it, it means a little bit more of it's like, you know, you sparingly here or there. It's, you know, it's another effect, like, you know, like a play on a stage or anything like that. So
0: it's, yeah. and Honestly, the worst thing I've seen recently uh, was just a few days ago. And, I honestly can't remember the wrestler's name. The
2: dude who got like dropped on his head and, like that looked Oh, awesome. it was Big E. It was Big E. Oh my god. Yeah, Biggie broke his neck. Yeah. C um so he broke uh, C one and C six, you know, the bur- oh, the vertebrae Lord. at the top of his uh top of his neck and at the bottom. Gosh. So um luckily no spinal damage for him. So That's awesome. um No surgery needed. He's just got to heal up. And, you know, that's probably, you know, they say a six to eight month injury. But I mean, it sucks for him. He misses WrestleMania, misses his WrestleMania payday. That sucks. You know, I mean, yeah, but at least he's not at least it's not. It could be worse. It could be worse. I mean, I mean, if you look at AEW two weeks ago, again, it's not comparable. But if you look at AEW, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago before going into this pay-per-view, they had uh, MJF bust open CM Punk. You know, they had the CM Punk did the blade job where he he was just just pouring buckets all over the place you know and like people were like at that point we're like oh is this gratuitous good lord both these these guys are wearing white clothes what is it you know it's not even april yet it's not even spring season what are they wearing white for you know and you're like oh okay it's the theatric effect you know i was getting mad i was getting mad i was like i was like man if they would have done this in october i'd be pissed this is a fashion faux pas You you know
0: Uh, you you want to talk about somebody like if i had to pick somebody that i've never met who i feel like would be a terrible human being sedum punk is the first person that comes to my mind
2: he doesn't like to he doesn't like to meet people and engage with people in fact he had a he had an engagement if you saw on twitter a couple weeks ago where he doesn't like people like approaching him in airports and things like that It, it weirds him out you know i get it i get it to a degree you know it's I don't know. It's hard until you see the scenario, the person that's approaching you, because I've seen these guys at indie shows or like outside. So I was at the first AEW Dynamite taping in D.C. when they when they went on the air and there were guys that literally came out there and waited outside the exit and are like getting Cody and stuff to like sign like 12 of the same poster. Like you don't have 12 cousins that are all getting the same poster. Like (laughs) we know those are eBay and he has a right to get upset. Like, oh, if, yeah. if he wants to get upset at you, cool, you know? And I think CM Punk's probably gone through a lot of that himself, you know? I'm sure. Uh, I could see has. that. I'm sure he has, you know?
0: <laughs> also, you basically just described uh, half of uh, the promotional sales at Disney World, I'm pretty sure. So,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, come on. Come on. Wrestling resellers, that's the next thing. Oh gosh, yeah. I I never really thought about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So this is uh, with all this. This is I'm going to go with a lighter question on this one, uh, and it's just an easy one. Um, What uh, uh, of of all the the wrestlers, who has your favorite uh, entrance music? Because mine's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead,
2: Daniel. I'm gonna let you answer first.
1: <laughs> well, that's the, the thing about uh, entrance music actually is that like you take a generic or not great song um, and and certainly look at, you know, being a wrestling fit in the nineties and having, uh, you know, just the production quality you dealt with, but something about it's, it's why like live music is better than recorded music. It's kind of the same idea where if you are at a show suddenly you know you know you got the crowd there and if you know you get a really good pop for somebody's uh, entrance you know that song uh, even though it's not so great in retrospect um you know there's so much more to it um so yes um I, i'll start out by saying that um my pick is the only thing that i would say um you know of all your questions that my answer is something modern Um, and that is the entrance music of the acclaimed, um, tag team from AEW. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, the really fun part about that is that, you know, they do have their standard entrance music that they come out, uh, with, but, um, you know, one half of that, that tag team, Max Caster, he, uh, he does a, um, you know, a, a verse, Um, you know, it's kind of like a freestyle basically that is specific to his match. It's like basically a diss track of whoever the opponents are and it's different for every single match and it's super fun. And it's one of the things that's really getting me back into wrestling right now. So
2: I think you'd be happy to know that I met them last weekend. Yes, Uh, I met them and they were super nice. They were like the best. They took multiple photos with me. And even when the guys screwed up the photo that was taking the photo, they were like, oh, let's just take more. And I got to do the whole awesome. acclaimed like signature with them and everything. Like it was, oh, they were, Max was amazing. Like I'm literally standing, I'll, I'll just show you guys a picture later. I literally, I'm standing next to Max. Max is hilarious. He has like his arm around me and stuff. It's, it's, it's the best. They, they are, the, they're awesome. They're, they're, they're great. And I love that interest music too. So they're
1: so much fun. I yeah. I, yeah. So funny too. Like I was gonna pick um something from my childhood. Um, I was I'll tell you, I was gonna go with uh the ultimate warrior. Um <laughs> I mean, quickly. I wouldn't blame um, you. but uh, yeah, no, I mean for sure, it's my favorite of 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 those days. Um and I've got a couple others that are right in the running there. But uh, it's funny, I was talking to my wife before we recorded about. The, uh, before we recorded this, and she said, "Don't you like those guys that rap when they come <laughs> out?" And I was like, "Yeah, the acclaimed Yes. yes! <laughs> so know, the
0: acclaimed.
1: So shout out to her for reminding me. That heck yeah! <laughs> heck yeah!
0: Heck
1: yeah! Heck
0: yeah! That's awesome. Um, I uh, mine's mine's actually probably the, the worst possible pick, and it's always. I think it's because it gets stuck in my head. But um, I've always loved the the freaking Degeneration X theme song.
2: Everybody <laughs> loves that theme. When we were younger, we're just yes. running
0: around, just oh, one hundred percent. We're
2: just running around, just doing it. Just, we're just down there. When we're just down there. We're like, we're like, you know, we were like. It, you, you are a liar. You're a liar. If you weren't like out with your friends, you're like, you're like trying fought, like different ways to do it. Like it's the those same oh, yeah. basic motion and like every week, like Shawn Michaels, you who, look It was the 90s. Shawn Michaels was probably on like 13 different drugs. I love you, Shawn, but you were probably on like 13. And they were just like, one week it was this. And the next week he was just one hand over the other stationary hand. And then, you know, like it was just, they were just doing whatever, you know, like, and it's a great song. It's great. It's amazing. You know? Like, oh man, I love that. Every time that theme hit, you would just be like, you know my 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 younger self was just out there just like yes 100% you know, maybe like, that's
0: what it is for me
2: <laughs> it was definitely that it was definitely like you know it was great i don't know it's so stupid but i love it i love it that's that's a good one though that's a good one <sighs> what
1: uh it was, it aged especially well but again that live atmosphere just being there and having the whole crowd go off and oh man it's probably the overall best entrance uh in general <laughs> oh, Yeah, all of them you know, going through, you know, their entire, you know, their inti- you know, they all had these recurring gags, you know, their, you know, their speeches that everybody had yes. They could cut a really good promo every single <laughs> week.
2: Oh yeah. And there was a lot of call and response, you know, with the audience and stuff like that. Everybody knew the catchphrases. Oh, yeah. They were just like, yeah, we, we're waiting for the part. Just, just <laughs> tag me in, tag me in road dog. I know my part right here. You know, and it's like, everybody knew every week, you know, and here's me while. Here's like me, like 15 year old me out in the crowd, just,
3: <laughs>
2: you know? just, just, just losing it. You know, my, my oh. soda's flying <laughs> popcorn everywhere. Yeah. You
3: know?
0: Like. <laughs> so, uh, b- before I let you give yours, since you said you keep leading me into these things, I'm remembering sure. um, when uh, when the giant uh, when I went to Nitro when the giant was uh, in his match, somebody in the crowd like a full bottle of Dr Pepper just chucked it and hit him right in the oh, head. Oh, they used with to,
2: it. yeah, yeah, NWO <laughs> time. It was it was the no rule. People were just throwing stuff. <laughs> People were just throwing everything at that time. You know, <laughs> they knew it. They knew it.
0: They
2: knew it. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So I guess I'm up. So it's 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 really interesting because like with me, with music, with entrance music, I always like tie entrance music to specific moments in time. Like, where were you when this happened or that happened? Like, I'm sure. You can ask any person that watched wrestling in the late nineties, somebody, everybody has makes sometimes the same, but everybody has a different Steve Austin, raw or pay-per-view where it's like, this was going down in the ring. These guys were outnumbered. The glass shatters. He comes down and they're like, oh, hell breaks loose. You know, like everybody has a memory of that. And that's probably one of those iconic themes that people always talk about, you know, because it was just like you heard that glass break. And you're like, oh,
0: man, it's going to break loose. (laughs) Here we go. You know, like, you know, it's like,
2: you know, and I know people point out to a lot of the same moments, but like there's a couple for there's a couple for me. I I did like um, in the CM Punk era, if you go back and ever watch it on, uh, on like WWE um, network is when he beat John Cena for the title in Chicago, when they were running the storyline that he was possibly leaving WWE. And again, for me, it was one of the last great master strokes of WWE creative when they re signed him the night before, didn't say anything to anybody, had him beat John Cena in his hometown and basically, run out through the crowd with the title <laughs> to uh to kill switches to kill switch engages this fire which uh. is still a banger track no matter if it's in wrestling or whatever and have him in his hometown and just nobody nobody knows they try to keep it from everybody that he's re-signed with the company. He wins the title. They're like, wait a minute, he's leaving tomorrow. And he just runs out through the crowd with the belt. It was just like, <laughs> and the song fit. And just like, just when the music hits, it's just amazing. You know, the other one I always, and you know, it's always like a, um honorable mention to me is that, and it's always been one for me, is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, when he did his debut with NXT, where he wrestled Sami Zayn in Dallas. And there was such a buzz about WWE signing a star from new Japan pro wrestling and how that was going to work. Was that going to work? Was that WWE style going to marry with his style, which is a completely different style, completely different product. How would that work? Could one of the biggest wrestlers in Japan be big in America or be over, as they say in America, and then, you know, are they going to make him look dumb? Are they going to make him look, are they going to make him look silly and everything they did that night was to make him look like a superstar. And it's, it's still one of my favorite matches, the whole match, by the way, anybody watching this right now could go watch the whole thing on YouTube right now. It's, it's all up there. Um, the whole match, him and Sami Zayn, put on one of the best matches in the company's history and they made him look like a million bucks. The music is amazing. It's still an iconic track to this day. I mean, he's kind of fallen down the roster since then. And I could, <laughs> I could wax on a whole nother episode about how They messed that up, but you know, like I, I think that I think that his track, that track is iconic, too. And people sing along to it. They always sung sung along to it at NXT. They sung along to it at WrestleMania. It's really cool to see to see all these people sing along to it. I went to NXT TakeOver where he defended his title versus Bobby Roode. You know, I watched people I watched I watched 20,000 people sing along to that song. You know, I, I never seen a guy that it came from another promotion from another country and just straight up just own an entire promotion, you know, yeah. with music and like a whole Presentation, you know,
0: I I don't, I don't know the match. I'm I'm going to have to go find this now.
2: (laughs) It, it, It is, it is, it is probably one of the matches that when they brought him in, it was more like, how do we get this guy over? And we want to make him a big deal. And the music was the start. The music was the start. He had to have the right track. It had to be the right music. It had to be, it had to really connect to people and then it had to be the right opponent. And, you know, still to this day, you know, no matter, you know, it got, I mean, he's wrestling Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, but you know, Sammy, I mean, that's a gift. I mean, in certain ways you get to wrestle Johnny Knoxville, you know I mean? That's, that's a yeah. gift in a certain way, but like Sammy Zayn is probably one of the most talented wrestlers in the world. And, you know, like that match is, that match is just 25. It's almost 30 minutes of just, it's just amazing. Like it's just an amazing match in, in Dallas, Texas. And it's just, that's it's awesome. just pandemonium from start to finish.
0: I, I, I appreciate this. Uh, yeah. We uh, I I was excited to have you on here and uh, I I had a lot of fun. I I hope Daniel feels the same.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, I've got to say, I mean, you have uh, further reinvigorated my interest in wrestling. (laughs) I've got so much homework to do. Um, I don't know (laughs) if you have, and you know, you've mentioned a couple of ways of uh, catching wrestling. I don't know if you have any uh, recommendations or like what you're um you know typically if you're you know ma- mainly watching raw and smackdown and uh you know the the various you know dynamite and not, you know just the shows that are on you know kind of regular cable or if you're going more to wwe network or somewhere else but if you got any any recommendations for where to catch either live or um you know i guess kind of classic wrestling Um, I'm all for it because I got some homework to do. (laughs) Uh,
2: I know. I mean, AEW, I mean, you're lucky with AEW because the history is not that deep at this point. You know, it's, it's, it's you can see a lot of it. I think I think one of the things that I have a problem with with AEW is and again, it's probably not right for me to have a problem with this is that the history is so shallow now. It's like, where can you find all that stuff? You know, yeah. I mean, you can't really find a lot of it anywhere outside of YouTube or, you know, other nefarious means, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, but you can't you can't find it. It's tough after it airs, you know, whether you're using like YouTube TV or, you know, Hulu or whatever else, you know, whatever you use for live TV to DVR it, you know, and catch it that way. That's normally how I catch it these days because um, sure. catching it live. I mean, I'm trying to be better about catching it live now because so much stuff happens on like Dynamite or, or Rampage, you know, uh, WWE. I see a lot of it after the fact. WWE, I I kind of like, I will be honest. I, I I have the show on in the background half the time, and I'm like not even paying attention to it. I'm like you know, I'm like oh what what happened? Oh you know like there are some bright spots in WWE. You know Brock Lesnar, or Roman Reigns. You know Ronda Rousey's back. You know or whatever. But <laughs> you know it, I mean there's there's some good things. And I, the problem with the problem with and I won't get off on this tangent too much. The problem with WWE is that there's a there's a there's a distinct difference in in the products of WWE and AEW right now of what we all love, what we all just talked about for the last like almost an hour is that we loved characters. We're talking about Degeneration X, we're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. We talk about the rock. What, you know, what have you, um, WWE has made a concerted effort to make sure that no individual is larger than the entire product. So there is no larger than life character except maybe like Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Um, there is no larger than life character. So like, if you tell people, well, who's on WrestleMania this year? Well, you know, a couple of them, but that, but that's by design, you know, the product is larger than the individuals. That's kind of like, dull. Well, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, are you excited about WrestleMania? Yeah. WrestleMania, the product, yeah. not, not individual people, you know, used to be back in the day, like you said, WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm excited to be see Stone Cold Steve Austin, or I'm excited to see the rock or I'm, oh, you yeah. know, but now it's like WrestleMania is the product is the highlight and the individuals are just bit players that they can interchange as they will, you know? Um, and and it's not designed for you to get hyped about Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens, or, you know, people will get excited when stone Cold's on there because it's stone cold. And and again, it throws back, it throws back to an era of individuality, (laughs) you know, I mean, look, the man right behind you, you know, again, RIP, you know, like, (laughs) you know, God bless him, Scott Hall, you know, he came from an era where individuality mattered, you know, like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, you can name these guys by name. You could name, you could name that stuff. You know, they, they, they did individual achievements, you know, now it's like, well, what are you talking about? You know, like out, again, outside of like the top five guys in the company and WWE, what, what are we talking about? You know, AEW is a little bit different. They're trying to take a different road. You know, they're trying to Allow individuals to flourish and things like that, and like kind of say what they want to say and do what they want to do and build individual acts. And you can see it. Like, I went to the FanFest the other week, and they're actually allowing individual acts to charge whatever they want money wise instead of what the company line is hmm. to meet them, to meet meet and greet. They're, they're, they're their own business. They want them to be an entity unto themselves. You know, I think that over time, WWE has gotten so scared that guys like The Rock and John Cena get so big that they'll leave the company. Yeah. And they're left in the lurch, and it's a nightmare to deal with from an operational standpoint for a giant corporation uh, with sponsors <laughs> and that many people that are watching them. And it's like, oh, I don't have John Cena anymore because he's gone. He's going to be gone for two years, three years. What you know, he's gotten too big for me. Well, the answer is is to not let anybody get too big. Uh, you know, that, and that's I where like we're at. that. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I want to like funny. the product. I want to like the product, but that's why. People like Big E become champion and then like you know like they lose like you know it's notorious that Big E became champion and he won like one match in five weeks or whatever. Oh god! You know, yeah, it's like you don't want to let anybody get bigger than the company. And somebody like Ronda Rousey comes in and she's going to come in. She's on a one year deal. She's on a one year deal. They have her. They have her through next through twenty twenty three or whatever WrestleMania, and then she'll probably be done again. You know, and you know it's just a it's just a treading on the name. She's done, you know, call it a day. Nobody can get, nobody is bigger than the company. Nobody's bigger than the entity. Nobody can get bigger than the entity, but how do you sell product like that? You know, anytime anybody get anybody even attempts to get bigger than, than the entity, they get kind of pushed down, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, You know, that's, that's how it goes. You know, I mean, that's unfortunately how it goes. That's the reason I've had
1: trouble uh, getting into AEW or I'm sorry, WWE for years. Yeah. Um, It's, I feel like every, every wrestler or 75% of the wrestlers in WWE are like, basically, if you're playing a video game and it's like your generic opponents that you're trying to beat, it's just like random tough guy, a random tough guy, B, they don't have any personality, they don't have any like gimmick. It's just Oh, here's a tough guy. Oh, maybe he wears bondage pants. I don't know, but it's. <laughs>
2: well, no, no. I mean, you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you look at if you look at the NXT product when Triple H was on the creative team and they were running it, you know, the, the infamous black and gold brand of the last three years or whatever before they changed the current NXT brand, they were bringing they brought again stars like Nakamura and Johnny Gargano, all these people, and they let them be themselves. They they let them be themselves. They let Finn Balor, you know, be himself you know, and then when they come up to the main roster, it's suddenly like, it's not about individuality and it's anymore. It's kind of like blending in with the mass of, of guys. And then you're just another guy, you know, you're just like, Oh, it's just another, it's just generic guy. Number seven, you know, and, you know, and, and you're, you're right. It's create a wrestler. It's, it's, you know, there's not a lot of guys standing, standing out, you know, or if they stand out for something that's unique, they're suppressing it. Oh no, that's, that's weird. Don't, don't do that. You know, the example being Keith Lee, who's now in AEW, you know, you're, you're a, you're a 300 pound African American man that could do somersaults. That's weird. Stop doing that. Like <laughs> you, you can get on the mic and you can cut a promo and you could throw guys around the ring, but you can fly like a lightweight at the same time. That's weird stop doing it. <laughs> like, just get on TV and say you're a big guy and you're angry. And you know, that's what Ben's man told him. I mean, he was on talk. He was on Jericho podcast a couple weeks ago. And he basically said, that's what Ben's man told him to do. You get on there and be angry, be really angry. You're a really big, angry, big man, you know? Oh, and it's gosh. like, no, that's not me. He's like, it's not me. I've always been like a face character. Like I'm not like a really a heel character. And like people like me because of my athleticism and because I can cut a promo and they're like, no, that's not you just get on the mic and yell, you know? And it's like, <sighs> that's that's a mistake. And I'm happy that he's in AEW now. I mean, he gets a chance to actually be himself yeah. you know, and like, let a person like triple H put all the belts on him in NXT. Like <laughs> he knew the talent he had. He's like, I'm just gonna let this guy go out here and just destroy people. He's going to be North American champion and world champion. Who cares? <laughs> like I'm gonna let him hold both belts because he's amazing. And then he yeah. goes to the main roster and Vince McMahon's like, He's a big guy that's angry and he's a yell a lot, you know? and like and, and, and you know it just gets kind of weird because you suppress people and then they come lost in the malaise of whatever that they're doing. Again, nobody's bigger than the brand. Nobody can be bigger than the brand. You know that's why every every year people were like, one year CM Punk's gonna come back to WWE. That's why everybody knew it was never gonna happen. He was bigger than the brand. Uh, yeah. They weren't gonna let him be bigger than the brand. That that was never going to happen that's why it's still shocking to this day and we could talk a million episodes about like if cody rhodes comes back to wwe that's shocking to me because he left to be bigger than the brand yeah you know what what does he gain by coming back yeah prove to prove somebody wrong to prove that he can (laughs) he can be at the top of the roster of wwe that he wasn't before like I went away dad and showed you that i'm angry and like i was i was i was the best somewhere else now i'm gonna come back and prove i'm the best man in your house too you know like, you know, like i don't understand man he was already good yeah like, he, was, he was already self he was already a self-made man i don't, I don't get it i mean more power to him you know? <laughs> more power to him you know i always say you know whatever whatever these guys want to do i you know i'd still yeah. cheer and root them on but you know it's i uh i will say this i uh I love doing this. I love talking about wrestling. I love interacting with people. <laughs> I love this. So, you know, I would come back and do this like a thousand times.
0: Oh, and Just we- talk
2: about whatever. You want to talk about AEW <laughs> one week? You want to talk about WWE the next week? You want to talk about me tape trading All Japan Pro Wrestling in 1995? <laughs> I will awesome. through highspots.com. You know, <laughs> hashtag not ad. Um, like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I use the tape trade now. Like, it's just,
0: it's awesome.
2: You no, know, it's, I've been watching wrestling for a long time and it's still good. It's still good. Um, it's still good. You just, I tell people all the time, they say, oh, I watched in, you know, 96, 97, whatever, 95. And I, and they're say, is it good now? And I, and I always say the same thing. I always kind of say the same thing. I say, it's, it's, there's something out there for everyone. There's something, there's something for everyone. You want to watch WWE? You want to watch the Coca-Cola of <laughs> wrestling products? Go for it. You know, you want to watch the Mountain Dew of of wrestling products. AEW is for you. There's stuff every, there's something for everybody. There really, oh, yeah. there really, there really is. And that's what's, and that's, what's cool about it. You know, that's, you know, it's always, what's always been cool about it, you know, and it's always made it cool <laughs> and always made Scott Hall cool. RIP again.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, this is definitely a, uh, helped ignite the fire under me uh and i i mean i of course like i said with the ovw my interest was already peaked and i see uh you and sean specifically on twitter uh, talking a lot about it so uh that that certainly helps because uh i'm half the time i'm trying to figure out who you're talking about
2: <laughs> well you know it's it's really sean and then ryan uh for the love of the oh part. yes uh Ryan Ryan uh Ryan and I do a lot together wrestling wise and uh and we go to a lot of shows together and uh yeah it's uh it's one of those things that like I really like AEW right now I really like the product I like where it's going I like I feel like I relate to a lot of the guys in AEW I feel like I like you know tony khan who runs AEW is basically i feel like he was us in the late 90s <laughs> yeah. he was that guy i mean he basically <laughs> says that he's like oh i was the guy like watching like attitude era and i'm tape trading online and i'm doing all this <laughs> stuff and like and i'm like oh my god it's like it's like somebody gave us like 50 million dollars in total for a wrestling promotion and he's you know i mean he's he's not perfect he's he's definitely not perfect he's had a, a, a slew of mistakes um you know and that's putting it lightly i don't think he's the greatest person in the world or anything by bar, bar, you know that's the best that goes without saying i don't <laughs> think he's i don't think he's that great but you know i could do without him but at the same time having a comp wrestling works better when there's competition like it's always worked better when there's competition wcw wwf you know wwe you know ecw you know you know it just works better like that you know people want to watch wwe that's cool. You know, I don't <laughs> want WWE to go anywhere. You know, like people want to watch AEW. That's cool too. I, I you know, it works better with multiple companies. You want to watch GCW. Oh, yeah. You want to watch GCW. You want to watch OVW. You want to watch new Japan. You want to watch all Japan. You want to watch any of that. It's out there for you. It's yeah. It's easier to find than ever.
3: Yes. You know,
2: that's, what's
1: getting people back into it. I think. I and mean, it's what got me into it. Was yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's easy to find. It's easy to find now. Back in the day, again, we were trading tapes with each other, you know, like, I remember being in high school when I told a guy next to me, I was like, you want to come, you want to go back to my house? We're going to watch like King of the death match. You 96. Know, like, uh, <laughs> we're going to watch Terry Funk and cactus Jack. just destroy yes. other, you know? like, And it's the most garbage wrestling. Like looking back, it's just terrible. Like, it's, yes. I don't think there was, I think there was like one suplex throwing the whole match. Like <laughs> you're just waiting for thumbtacks and barbed wire. and you know, <laughs> it was One suplex, one good suplex, you know, it's, can somebody can somebody do like a you know you know a Fez press or a, you know a freaking you know, <laughs> abdominal stretch here? Like, where's the abdominal stretch? Yeah. <laughs> if somebody would have small packaged in one of those matches, I would have lost. I'd have lost it. Like, <laughs> fundamentals, you know, <laughs>
1: I'm watching some, I've got, uh, you know, just like Pluto free service and got their wrestling yeah. channel. And, um, I saw some match where, uh, I don't, it was from like fairly recently, like last 20 years for sure. And it was like dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk dusty, Just like, yep. Like cutting each other with four, yep. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: what, yeah. I mean, it's still, it, it still happens. I mean, it, it's still like, it's, it's just, a, it's just a mess. Right. You know, it, I don't know. It's like Terry, Terry Funk is going to outlive me. You know? And, you know, every time they're like, Terry Funk's health's not doing too well. I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't believe <laughs> yeah. it. He's selling. I don't he's going to, he's going to show up like, like my therapist is going to be like, is Terry Funk in the room with us right now? I'm going to be like, yes, he is. He's probably Chainsaw Charlie from 1997 on Raw, you know, but he's in the room with us right now, you know.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Well, I, uh, as much as I don't want to cut this at this point, uh, I guess we should. (laughs) But uh, uh, like I said, like we're, we we were very excited to have you, and I, I really enjoyed this, and uh, you are more than welcome to any any time come back and join us and sure uh, i'd love to i mean i
2: i love to talk about everything (laughs) i mean i'm yeah i i'm i'm a host of subjects the only thing i don't talk about is like you know you can give me a random subject i'll be like "Eh, maybe that's not my expertise and i'll sit that one out you know I'll, i'll sit that one out i won't i won't pretend i'm not cable news i won't come on there and be like oh yeah i'm an expert at that you know let me let me wax poetic about that thing you know like
3: you know
0: Last You're week like, was embarrassing new metal album. So that's. Uh, oh man, I would have. Oh, I'd
2: have been. Oh, i have, oh, have been all about that. We should. Oh, i have been all about that. I I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I could probably do a doctoral thesis on Limp Biscuits three dollar bill, y'all. Oh no, no, like, no. You, know, like, you know. I mean. I mean. I mean, I mean we want to talk about things. I would love to read that. <laughs> Really we can talk about the deep societal impacts of, 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 of uh, what was uh, 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 Butterfly by Crazy oh, Town. That's the you one know? that I said was the you worst. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, that was your number one pick? Yeah, it was, so, it
0: was so bad. But when it comes on, people still sing along. <laughs> oh, 100%. I know the words. I mean, I'm not yeah, gonna everybody say sings <laughs> along.
2: Everybody. Everybody sings along. You could be at an HR block getting your taxes done and it could come on and you're just like over there you're like... Oh, what are my deductions? Oh, my deductions are like so. I got like uh, I gotta write off a of, come my lady, come come my lady, you're my butterfly. Okay, yeah, so so it's gonna be like eight thousand dollars there, you know, like you know that's sadly true. Yeah, everybody knows that song, you know. I mean, come on, you know. I saw them, I saw them play it live it's
0: amazing.
2: And they're and, and guess what? It was like the only thing they knew how to play like really well. Like you could, they were just winging it the rest of the time. Like we can it was get like this one song. You're Like oh, they're bad. Like what the hell happened? Uh, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the guitarist is so high he doesn't even know he's here. Like, <laughs> like,
0: That's greatly yeah, true.
2: Yeah, it was great. I mean, you no. Know, yeah. You know, oh man, I can talk about. Like I said, again, I can talk about all this. I can talk oh. about. I can talk about all this. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I, uh, that's awesome. Well, like I said, I I really appreciate it. Uh, I I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Um, but, uh, like I said, unfortunately we we get to cut it at some point,
3: so uh, we'll see you later.